Good morning. I'm afraid I have some rather uh, distressing news. I expect you've tuned in hoping to hear the Halloween episode of Uneasy Dreams. I was all set to head into the studio today to record it. Uh, let me assure you, it was to be a very fine story, uh, a ripping yarn about an unsuspecting barrister who comes to find that his wig is haunted by the spirit of a bloodthirsty killer he had put to death. Unfortunately, it now seems unlikely, uh, impossible rather, I'll just say it outright, that I'll be able to make it into the studio today or uh, even out of bed at all. You see, I awoke this morning from... Well, I slept badly and found myself transformed in my bed into an enormous insect. Yes, I'm, I'm hearing that back now that I've said it and I'm not sure it conveys the reality of the situation, arresting a phrase as it may be. Let me try and paint the picture more fully. I'm laid supine on what was, as recently as eight hours ago, my fleshy, hairy, decidedly hominid back. However, as I speak now, it can only really be described as a carapace, convex, smooth and hard, not entirely unlike a Jordan almond. On the front side, which I'm doing my best to look down at, where there was formerly a rugged hirsute chest followed by an admittedly prodigious belly, there's now a thorax, still hairy it must be said, but with noticeably thicker, more wiry follicles than before, which is saying a lot for a Mediterranean. At the bottom, replacing my legs and pelvic region, is now, you guessed it, an abdomen. It looks to be fairly smooth and possibly soft and fleshy, though from this distance and with these unfamiliar eyes, I can't can't be certain. Suffice to say that it's segmented and thins out the further down it goes into a sort of blunt point. Now, I know you're wondering about the limb situation, and the good news there is that uh, in purely quantitative terms, I've actually made a profit. They are all legs, however, uh, three pairs all emanating from my thorax, the top set pointed upwards towards my head, and the bottom set facing the inverse. But what of my head? Well, here are the crib notes. Uh, a pair of antennae, and in front of my mouth a sort of clickety-clackety thing. Let me see if I'm able to move them. There, did you hear that? Couldn't do that before. My vision is quite altered, very blurry, although I haven't been able to reach my specs, so that's nothing new at this time of day. I suspect if I could, it wouldn't change very much, as I'm now perceiving a spectrum of colours entirely unfamiliar to me. While some of the classics are present, blue, violet, and a dash of our old friend beige, there are now far, far more which I'm entirely incapable of describing, having no frame of reference for them. I suppose I ought to come up with names for them, at least. Let's see. I'll, uh, I'll call this one Smorringe, then this can be Ultrameridium, and this one is Groflaxanon. No, no, Grooflaxanon. Yes, I, I like that. And this one, I shall call this one Marlon's Colour. It's only fair that I should name one after me, isn't it? Having been put out so in discovering it. Anyway, thankfully, my speech seems clear. At least that's how it sounds in my head. And I've managed, with one of my horrible new legs, to activate the tape recorder, which I keep on my bedside table. I use it to record my dreams, you see, in case any of them provide good material for a future Uneasy Dreams story. In fact, let me just check to make sure I'm not recording over any... At which point I am picked up by the giantess's mighty hand and brought slowly but surely towards her arm. Damn, I must have forgotten to put in a fresh cassette. Oh well, this is a story in itself, there's no doubt about that. I bet this has never happened to anybody before. I bet nobody's even imagined such a thing happening, let alone written about it. 
as I'm sure you can imagine, this is, in many ways, the last thing I expected to happen this morning. I thought I'd get up as usual, pop my slippers on, though maintaining nudity over the rest of my body, and wander into the kitchen for my cup of tea and six or seven slices of thick white toast, slathered alternately with butter and orange marmalade. Having eaten, I'd take a brief shower, ice cold as God intended, oil my beard and hair, and uh, select my outfit for the day. Being autumn as it is, it would have been something from the red to brown section of the wardrobe, and ideally, corduroy. Dressed and ready to face the world, I'd step out of the flat, bidding farewell as I did to my oafish brother, Carmelo, and catch the bus to the studio. Hmm, my brother. I ought to get him in here and help me off my back, if I'm to do anything about this rotten situation. I bet he's still asleep, though, the work-shy nitwit. Oh. Carmelo! Um! Um, bastards! No, not a peep. Dead to the world. What I wouldn't give for such deep, restful sleep. When it comes to the old eight hours a night, I'm both a turner and a tosser. Mind you, if this sort of thing is what can come of a night's shut-eye, I don't think I'll be hurrying back for seconds. Mm. Something needs to be done, that's for sure. I find that if I concentrate my efforts into extending all three legs on my right side as far as they'll go, I'm able to tilt some 15 to 20 degrees in that direction. Uh, and uh, same thing on the left. Perhaps by switching rapidly between the two, I'll be able to build sufficient momentum to push myself off of my back, therefore regaining my mobility. First to the right, and now the left. Right, left, right. Left, I think it's working. I must look quite the spectacle, rocking back and forth like a great ship on the ocean. Here we go. One last push. A one, two, three. Well, as you heard, I've fallen off the bed, uh, but I happen to be very much right side up. Uh, the room looks completely new to me from this vantage point. I'm only about half a metre off the ground, you see. Yes. I'm relieved to find that, uh, other than myself, of course, nothing appears to have changed in the night. There's the escritoire, where I've written all the stories that have thrilled and chilled you so. Originally, I wrote exclusively by hand until the rare breed of squid whose ink I used was hunted to extinction. Since then, I've been working on a custom-built typewriter. No dollar symbol, no double quotations. I'm not a bloody American. It also has a rather handsome cup holder on the side. Here on the floor next to it, we have the waste paper basket. Some writers believe that all ideas are precious and nothing should ever be discarded, but I actually find that I produce such a surplus of excellent plots that I need to throw away around three-quarters of them just to make room in my own head. Let's see, what does this one say? A fish and chip van is tormented by an ancient malevolent leprechaun. You see, I just toss ideas like that right out. That's gold, if you'll pardon the pun. Incidentally, that's uh, copyright Marlon Ferrugia, etc. And if I come across that in any of the story magazines, I can assure you, you'll be hearing from my solicitor. Ah, uh, yes, speaking of the magazines, here's the stack of issues my writing has been printed in. The Oswestry Fiction Review, Volavon Literary, The Owl's Beak, Cahier de l'Apostat. Each a tangible memory, a totem of the sheer exuberant joy I felt when reading the acceptance letters that preceded them. Mind you, for every one of these magazines, there's an entire bundle of rejections stashed away in the escritoire's drawers like so much dirty laundry. But besides these rightly affectations, this is very much an ordinary bachelor's bedroom. Wardrobe, chaise longue, 
a Corby trouser press, which you can buy for home use. They're not just available in travel taverns. Though this specific one was stolen from a Hotel Ibis in Long Sutton. That, um, no, it wasn't. You know, I'm, I'm finding that my feet, if indeed they can be called feet, are, are sticking to the floor a bit. Yeah, much more so than usual, at any rate. I wonder whether... Yes, it... Yes, it seems I can. Listeners, I'm currently speaking to you while walking vertically up the wall of my bedroom. What a tremendously freeing experience. It's as if I've transcended the constraints of humanity. Such a rush. Well, I'd better come down now or I won't feel the benefit. <clears throat> and there we go. Terra firma. I'm well overdue for breakfast by now. I've told myself a thousand times I must start keeping a few emergency rations in the bedside drawer. And... Oh, that's... That's peculiar. Although I'm certain Carmelo is still asleep in his room and not in the kitchen, I'm detecting some mouth-watering scent from somewhere in the flat. Something salty and uh, unctuous. It's, it's faint, but the more I sniff, the stronger it becomes. If only I could operate the door. Damn you, Carmelo, you languorous wretch! <sighs> I shouldn't be so hard on him. He means well. And having him around does break up my solitude into more manageable chunks. It's been a hard year for him, leaving Malta for the first time. England must seem so big and scary to him. You see, when we were boys, our parents wanted us to be educated here. Finest schools in the world, don't you know? But only had the money to send one of us. Many a torturous evening was spent over that decision, I remember. But in the end they sent me, as I was the better at English. Yes, even at that tender age I'd immersed myself in the classics. James, Benson, Onions. Poor Carmelo stayed behind. Doomed to a life of back-breaking labour on the family bean farm. He'd have stayed there to his dying day, I'm sure, had the little peninsula the farmers are not broken off in the middle of a storm last year and sank. And to tell the truth, I'm... I'm not certain he's adjusting very well. I remember when I showed him the flat for the first time. Where is cellar? he asked. I said, there's no cellar, Carmelo. This is a flat. No cellar? Where do you keep donkey? Oh, God. My stomach is killing me. Oh, what is that heavenly smell? Wait a minute. It's not coming from outside the room. It's... It's under the bed. What could be under my bed that smells so delicious? Oh, it's getting stronger. I know I'm near it. Ah! Uh, oh, it's... Yep, it's a dead mouse. One of the cats must have brought it in over the past week. Surely that can't be what I'm smelling. No, no, it, no, it is. I can't explain it, but in my current insectoid state, this expired rodent smells to me as alluring as apple pie fresh from the oven. Look what I've been reduced to. I shan't eat it. It doesn't matter how hungry I am or how many legs I have. I'm a human being, dammit. I have my dignity. Why has this happened to me? That's the real question, isn't it? Wherefore am I a bug? Think back, Marlon. What's, 
What's triggered this transformation? Retrace your steps. Let's see. Yesterday was, to my recollection, ordinary, standard even. I undertook my morning ritual without hindrance. Around noon, I walked in the park, looked at the fallen leaves, fell over, everyone saw. When I came home, Carmelo had finally dragged himself out of bed. He was just heading out, actually, and uh, looking sharp to boot. I go for lunch with friends, he said. You come along? Oh, no, thank you, Carmelo. I've work to do. The barrister's wig isn't going to haunt itself. The whole rest of the day, I was finishing the story. Carmelo came in again briefly around five, changed his outfit, went back out for drinks. I would have joined him, you know, but the, the story... Well, I suppose it was finished. Ah, but, but is the story ever really finished? That's the real tragedy in all this, is that nobody will get to hear it. I dare say it's some of my finest work. There's a devilish twist at the end, which I think even the great detective himself wouldn't see coming. I suppose I could try to perform it from memory. <clears throat> Episode 7. Corpus Delecti. The last thing George Hollingbury expected when donning court dress for the day's trial was for his wig to whisper sinisterly into his unsuspecting ear. And yet, so it was. Um... Has he... no, um... Uh, oh, forget it. And to top it all off, the longer I go without eating, the more inviting that mouse smells. I simply can't abide an empty stomach. It's one of my very least favourite sensations, along with inflamed hemorrhoid, sneeze that's not quite happening, and eyelash on eyeball. Not that I'm at risk from any of those in this state. I have no anal flesh to inflame, no nostrils to irritate. No eyelashes to wish upon. Permit me, listener, if you will, a mournful sigh. <sighs> if I'm completely honest, hasn't been the easiest year for me either. Yes, professionally things have n never been better, but one works to live, not lives to work, doesn't one? All the literary success in the world can't make up for a life without meaning. Perhaps that's what this arthropodic ordeal is about. Maybe I'm not a bug. Maybe I only think I'm a bug. And on the other hand, maybe I've always been a bug. And I'm seeing myself truly for the first time. Am I really so different from a bug? We're all just organisms, after all. We eat. We excrete. We rest. We die. To a bloat fly, a dead mouse is delectable. To the human gourmand, it's stomach-turning, yet one man may love caviar, where another might find it unpalatable, and neither man is right or wrong in his assessment. What makes us so high and mighty that we can sneer at the bloat fly's tastes? No, Marlon. You must resist. You are what you know yourself to be, and you are a man. It is paramount that I retain my humanity. Think human thoughts. Think human thoughts. What do humans think about? The weather. Humans like to talk about the weather, don't they? We, not they. Uh, it's been chilly but dry the last few days. Perfect weather, if you ask me. Perfect for a stroll in the park or for bedding down in the undergrowth. No! Humans like 
uh, recipes. Winter vegetable soup, cauliflower, cabbage, oxo cubes, garlic, wild roots, fungi, dung, mice, no! Humans like, humans like sports. No, what am I thinking? Human, humans like music. Music. Oh, I love music. If only, if only I could put a record on with these damned inoperable limbs. I can sing, I suppose. There's a light in your heart, warm and beguiling. I think. What's, what's that noise? It sounds like a cricket. Well, it's, it's coming from me. My legs have a mind of their own. Stop, legs, I beg of you! It's hopeless. Utterly hopeless. No matter how I feel, my body does what it wants. I am so hungry. I must feed. I'll feel better when I've had a little mouse. Juicy, mm. so satisfying. Mm. I'm in heaven. Oh, would that I were a normal-sized bug, and this mouse towered over me. Then, then I would have it all. Mm. It's all gone. I've cleaned my plate. Just like father always told me to. Was he a bug like me? No, he was a bean farmer. He didn't know what he was missing. How do I feel? I feel better. Follow your gut. That's what they say. You know, I... I think I'll adjust very well to being a bug. I can still write my stories, can't I? I can work the tape recorder, at least. Maybe if I practice, I can even operate the typewriter. Carmelo can assist me in changing the paper. I can still go to the park. Perhaps people will be frightened to see me, but Carmelo can simply disguise me as a dog. I'm sure I'll be able to fool the other dogs, and they'll come to see me as one of their own. Socially, it can only be a step up. How do I know, in fact, that I'm the only person this has happened to? Maybe this is all part of some cosmic reckoning and everybody woke up as a bug. I'll check the radio. Enjoying another beautiful morning, I know I am. Woke up this morning, hopped up on my two legs and said, What a beautiful morning. Here's Dexy's midnight. Yeah, no such luck. By the way, it's early. I may yet not be the only one. This could be a new stratum of society. Homo insectus. At first we shall be looked upon with fear and loathing, but soon that'll give way to pity and sympathy. We shall be invited on current events programmes. I will be a spokesman for our cause, naturally. The stuffed shirts in Parliament may take against me, but if 
anybody has the metal to spearhead a new civil rights movement, it's this bug. You know, I... I think this is the beginning of a beautiful new chapter in my life. Things are starting to look up. Well, listener, I do believe I hear Carmelo roused from slumber, and it's time he met his new improved brother. Happy Halloween, ladies and gentlemen. Carmelo! Carmelo, come in here! Come on, Imshi! Holy shit!